Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side, three is good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Here we go. Well, if you're waiting on Paul Swan, you'll have to wait until later. Yeah, seven (laughs) days, because it's Woody Woodrum. Along with Dave Walsh, and we are live at the Union Pub and Grill where they are still sweeping up from the carnage that was homecoming. <laughs> I drove by here uh, late Saturday night, Dave, about 10 p.m., and the line was back to Dan's sports shop. I mean, nearly a half a block away, and they were packed in here drinking Southern Bells like they were never going to make any more. <laughs> hey, I'm sure, uh, boy, I didn't mind that one bit. Uh, Herb Stanley was uh, talking to me, and uh, he was pretty excited. He, you know, he had a health crisis there. He he fell off of something, putting up some of these pictures and so forth that he has all over the uh, union. And he fell and came within inches of cutting the artery in his leg and fractured his hip and did some other nice stuff to himself. So I the doctor has him on double secret probation right now. He's al- he's allowed to greet but not work the bar. <laughs> so that's scary, Wood, when you mention because we know what the Reggie story about the chair. So yes, you're going like yeah. you're trying to do something and then boom, your reward is you lose your balance or leg yeah. breaks and you're that's exactly laid up what or, it was. Or you know. we've lost him. I can't tell you how many dumb things I've climbed on in my life, both at football and in my personal life, and you're just. All it takes is one trip away. So, uh, yeah. but uh, Herbie said, "Yeah, a lot of lot of football alumni in here. Uh, I a lot can of, only imagine. A lot of guys that you played with. A lot of guys that I was with, and and a lot of guys since then. So, uh, they had a great crowd. A great crowd. A lot to celebrate. And it's a good night to come down here tonight because it's Monday night football always on Monday night. So, uh, come down. They'll have specials all evening long. You know, one fifty and two. Can't miss us here on Fourth Avenue in the heart of downtown at the Union Pub and Grill. But uh, yeah, Paul's taking some time off. I'll be back with you on Friday, and I'll be out at the uh, Huntington Parkersburg uh, game, and we'll do the show from there on Friday night. But uh, Dave, uh, really good weekend for the Thundering Herd as uh, FAU and Marshall were one of the two teams picked to be number one in Conference USA coming in this year, and it looked like a uh, you know, despite the herd having lost to Middle Tennessee, kind of a a, a matchup that might well determine who's going to the conference championship. Well, Marshall will still look like that team, but I don't know what the heck is going on at FAU. We, we were sitting in the whole game, Wood. You're on, you know, down the PA, and we're just going like, wait a minute, this is a team that averages 480 yards and 38 points a game. Yeah, I mean. Take away the singletary break that they called back for the chop block. And then, you know, his lane ran a double reverse pass, the fourth down that we still haven't figured out around on their deep in their own territory. Had a double reverse pass, the guy's wide open, they overthrow it. Yeah. And you're going like, thank you. And then Doc's the only thing he's worried about. The chances got away in the first half, but as time went on, when they got a chance, they made them pay. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody thought it was an ugly half of football at the end of the first half, and nobody was sure that Marshall was playing as well as they could. And, and we all were pretty sure that FAU was eventually going to show up. Well, the herd did get going. Alex Thompson, uh, who ran the uh, read part of the game, he ran it like you're supposed to, which is sometimes the quarterback keeps it. 
I know we haven't seen that for yeah. four or five years there at Marshall, <laughs> but sometimes the quarterback keeps it, and he kept it and ran very well. Uh, four first downs on seven rushes, Dave. That's yeah. about as good as you can do. He had 50-some yards, I think, for the game. That, you know, he got sacked a couple times, but I, I ran into Coach Cramsey after the game, and I walked up to him, and I shook his hand and said, thank you, cause, and he said, he can do it. Yeah. And you've seen how many quarterbacks run that. And if you don't, now you have to count for number six. Right. And who knows, maybe Coach Cramsey's got a play where he runs it, fakes it, takes a couple steps, drops back, everybody's run up. Guess what? There's so many things you can do. Yeah, exactly. You and know. they've got two weeks to get it ready. I was very excited because they hit the tight end, and I thought that's been a wasted yes. part of the offense for a while this year. For a long time. And, and boy, you know, Levi's was just waiting for a chance. Somebody get him the ball. Don <laughs> used to go like our guys are so open. They got their headlights on down there and throw it to me. And, he hit, and then Lonnie, would he break a couple tackles on one and race yeah. to the end zone? Yeah. Because you, you're not going to cover him with a linebacker. No. Ain't going to happen. And every team I watch that has a good tight end beats the linebacker constantly across the middle. And, and I think Marshall, you know, because of inexperience at the quarterbacks, and, I'm, you know, I'm going to give Thompson a bit of a slide. I mean, but it's been two years yeah. since he played and it, and it was a di- different level. So, you know, he's somewhat inexperienced, and Green very inexperienced, and they just haven't thrown to the middle or had plays called to the middle that much. But as Thompson gets comfortable with the offense, I think we'll see the tight end become a bigger part, and then you start to break Brady or Marcel Williams across the middle, and they turn it into big plays. So Brady got targeted some. I mean, not as, you know, five is all, but you can see FAU's worried about him. They got 11 guys. Well, two guys are on him, so there's no, now you're down to 10 on nine. And I will tell you this. I, we were talking about if, if we've seen a much better defensive job done by Marshall, and there have been games, but defense against a top-quality running back. I remember 99 against Miami, Ohio, where touchdown Travis Prentice only <laughs> needed two to be the all-time leading touchdown rusher in the league, just like, Singletary yeah. only needed two rushes to become Conference USA's all-time rushing touchdown leader. Well, at against Ohio, they stuffed him, and the other one was Marcus Thomas for Eastern Kentucky was the all-time leading rusher in one double-A football, and he had nine carries for minus four yards against the herd in 1992. Those are the great runners I remember getting stuffed. 16 for 39 for what is arguably – the best running back in the league, Dave, and it, it was a good job by the defensive front, the defensive linebackers, and the defensive secondary, and all of that with Chase Hancock out and due you to injury. Told me a while ago, didn't realize it. Very observant on my part. One of their best players not even on the field. Yeah, I mean Chase Hancock's not out there. Missing. But Frankie Hernandez slid over and covered the middle, did a great job there. And I, I thought, you know, the safeties ran the lanes real well. And, and and quite frankly, it was a lot of it, too, because Chris Jacks, the corners, played shutdown. Yeah. You know, they, they left him on an island a lot, and they, they more yeah. than made up for him. What was it, five, four, four five picks. Four, four picks. picks? One of those, yeah. I forget who did it. I'm up there watching it, and you see it developing, and the guy's kind of open, and all of a sudden, he's like, you don't see me now? And then the next, yeah. I got it. I mean, those guys, whatever they did, Coach Fuller's done the last two weeks, happy birthday, whatever, yeah. keep it going. Yeah. Because, no. Coach, at the end of the game, play good defense. Play good defense, some special teams, enough offense, we win. And two weeks to get ready. And Woody, I mean, you don't want to put the car for the horse. Southern Miss can steal one again. Yeah. It sets up.
Yeah. They're in position. They still control what they do because Middle's got some tough people. The big thing after Saturday, well, FAU get to six. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, the herd has a week off this week, which is nice. Uh, uh, Gabriel tells me we've got a caller on the line. Caller, uh, give us your name and go ahead with your question. It is Jack from Milton. Dave, how y'all doing? All right, buddy. Hey, doing great. Well, I hate to be a downer after a good win, but first of all, I'm going to say too many empty seats Saturday. Beautiful weather. Should have had more people there. I was disappointed in that. But I want to talk about our league, guys. You know, you, there's one thing how you gain respect, and it's not in the bowl games. When you, I don't care what you go. If you're beating other Power 5 schools, it doesn't mean nothing. It's, it's your non-conference schedule at the start of the year. You've got you've to beat some of these teams to get respect. Now, I look at the proposal today. Appalachian State is 6-1. and one. They're in the top 25. We've got a 61 UAB. They don't even get one vote. We have no U coverage of A team getting one vote. Guys, that does not look good for our league. That means if nationally, by the sports writers, our league is worse than the Sun Belt. And I just don't understand how we're ever going to get up to par if we don't start winning or, or some of these non-conference games. I know Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech, but you guys, that was more like a joke people made out of it than a good win for uh, Old Dominion. It was kind of a joke on TV, but what do you all think this league, this league's going to have to win some non-conference games got- if there's a game any respect? Hey, yeah, i tell you what, the, the, the thing is, you've got to win those games to be undefeated, and that's what gets you some respect. Plus, Dave, the TV package is just abysmal. I mean, people were looking for this game of, on, on different Whatever. places. CBS Sports Network on Facebook was not where a no, lot of people available. saw it. Yeah, so, I mean, the TV package is awful. There's no money in the television package. And, you know, there's still a, a thing hanging around out there that, uh, you know, there's a, 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 a suit against the NCAA that is still pending. And it's a different kind mm-hmm. of suit, and it may change everything. Player compensation could all change. Today. Yeah, and, and a big article today at cbssports.net. Uh, and uh, or .com, they uh, have a nice article about it today that the plaintiffs are one of West Virginia's former tailbacks and another player, and it may turn into super conferences, which will push the rest of us down. Yeah, (laughs) and they won't play any teams. It'll be a super conference of 64, and unfortunately Marshall's not even in the talk about that, and neither is anyone else in Conference USA. But I remember when Coach Donham was here, he made a point one time, it is one thing to schedule these games because they've got some coming up. But he's mentioned also at some point in time, you got to win one. Yeah. You can't keep going over yeah. to whatever next year. Boise State yeah. would next year. That's the team that I say every year has the front row seat for the access bowl where they mess up, which yeah. they have. And now yeah. you see after you see the letter the AD wrote to ESPN. Yeah. He's you, not happy with the announcers. Kirk Herbstreit just said, so what, when they mentioned that UCF was undefeated. So it's not only – our league in the in the P5, and you know, as right. much as the American wants to be the the P6, <laughs> uh, you know, they're not. And and it's obvious when one of ESPN's ABC's guys can say so what about UCF talking and get about away Fresno with it. and happy over them, and I'm going like, yeah, okay, what hey, are we Woody? doing for me lately, Fresno? Yep. Hey Woody, 
I, yes, I think sir. one of the bad losses this year was really stunned me. Uh, it was when Western Kentucky, especially one of our elite teams, loses to the University of Maine. And if you've ever seen Maine's football field, it's like a high school field. Uh, I've been up to Portland. <laughs> yeah. I've been up to Oregon. Where they're, uh, and to lose to a team like that at home, that, that sure doesn't help your league at all. I mean, that really discredits your league. You can't lose to a team, a team that pushes hockey ahead of football. And, yeah. and and I know I know that for a fact because that's where my mom's from Maine and she told me they love uh, they love their hockey and football's a sideline so that was really bad but I'm just I, I'm glad to have you back I like to hear from you more and I hope you stay and uh, and Dave good to hear from you too but uh, all right buddy I appreciate this, it hey, schedule number yeah, we got to win yeah. some games now. it's too late this year but next year we got to win some of these non conference games and get some respect. Yep. Well, next, year All right. next year it's Boise on the blue turf. So Hope we'll so. See. Yep. Thanks for the call. Right, thank you, bud. Well, we better step aside and take the first break of the day. It's Woody Woodrum and Dave Walsh. We're down at the Union Pub and Grill on 4th Avenue in the heart of downtown Huntington. Come down and join us down here or give us a call at 304-399-8255 or 877-420-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back in, everybody. Woody Woodrum along with Dave Walsh. Paul Swan taking a day off today. I hear he do that. Yeah, I know. What's he thinking? <laughs> and uh, I think uh, probably Billy Cornwell will be in some later this week. But Paul's uh, probably not feeling too well after the Bengals got roughed up last night. Oh, my. Yeah, we're at the Union Public Grill where you yeah. can come in and not get roughed up. Yep. Uh, so come on down for Monday Night Football tonight, which, you know, quite frankly, pretty awful game. I mean, anything that involves the Giants right now has a certain tint to it. Exactly. And that's coming from a Cleveland Browns fan. Who, <laughs> uh, who until uh, yesterday had been pretty, pretty you know, good. You know, and then all of a sudden they get hammered. My wife was – it's the first time she'd seen me have a full-blown snap at the end of the Browns game. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but it wasn't about the overtime, the 59-yard kick. Oh. Because I knew the guy, was last the guy had a leg to do that. It was on third and 35. They let him get 25 so they could even attempt the 60-yard kick. And I'm like, you know, they constantly do things like that. And they fumbled after a great punt return. They're down at the 30, and at the end of the run, guy coughs it up, and right down they go, and they try the 60, and they get it. You know, and this time he started it outside and it hooked in (laughs) on the long kick, and he'd missed a kick and an extra point earlier in the game, so he had to feel like the odds were in his favor. But, yeah, the Bengals, that was kind of stunning to me yeah. last night. Kansas City, now Mahomes. He's doing it, but he still. 22 touchdowns in eight games or something. Has he thrown a pick yet or minimal? No, minimal. I mean, he is lighting it up right now. And so I think the Bengals just ran a buzz, so it's hard to believe that with, what, a three – two and one record or something pittsburgh got into first place while they had a week off i know and they, they get to leave on the bench they get the browns next week and they're they're going to be spoiling not to get another tie with them but uh <laughs> you know the nfl yesterday was a mishmash i mean the cowboys let one get away against the redskins who are not very good at all and then today the raiders trade uh what they do now monty cooper to the dallas cowboys and, and, you know, you've got to wonder what they're doing. They're they're denying that they're playing for the number one draft pick right now. Well, the but, NBA thing, tank yeah, it. Jay Gruden's <laughs> saying we're not tanking, but we're not <laughs> playing very well right now. And he's going to 
sweep some guys out and get some draft picks. Well, do it his way. Start it over next year, and then you know when you got a ten-year contract, you can, you can do that. Do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's being smart about it. The house uh, cleaning, and we before we were on the air, we went poor Byron. He gets promoted to offensive coordinator. Yeah, and but same people. Yeah, Byron Leftwich has the same players that got the other guy fired, and the head coach is in hot water, and so will Byron's tenure last longer than that. I think Byron, though, is starting to show what he knows about offenses. He He's going to get a chance with this group, and even if he doesn't have great numbers with them, someone else somebody will give him a chance. Yeah, somebody You heard, else. You heard the rumblings. Yeah. He's on he's on the watch he's on the radar. He'll go somewhere. You know, it's it's now it's used to be we'd track former players with the herd, but now it's three guys who are and two of them are quarterback coaches. Byron's yeah. offense coordinator, quarterback coach with the Cardinals, Press Taylor right. with the Eagles, and then Chad O'Shea, who played here too and then transferred to Houston. Chad's been with the Patriots about ten yeah. years now. And, up with Belichick. and those three guys <laughs> are are doing it yeah. you know, post the herd, but now one current herd player had a great day yesterday. You mentioned that. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, you know, uh, playing Daryl Roberts playing cornerback. Swag had 11 tackles, two tackles for loss, two passes defended. Really did a great job for the Jets. And the Jets were in Kelly Green yesterday. They wore the pea pods. They looked more like the herd than the herd did. They really felt at home. Yeah, they, they, yes. That's not their green at all, but no. they went light green yesterday, and you know, as an old equipment guy, I really hate the all one-color uniforms. And I think it was never borne out more than St. Louis wearing the road stripe yellow oh. tops and bottoms yesterday. The Rams, which they went back to the traditional blue and white helmet, yeah. which always was one of my favorites as a kid when the Fearsome Foursome were right. playing there. But, uh, yeah, all gold It yesterday. makes you wonder, like... Uh did Oregon ship them a batch of yeah. uniforms? Took yeah. the duck off and put something else yeah. on them. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of college football outside of the herd game, uh, Ohio State. Wow, they're still talking about that one. I, you know, Urban Meyer is defending shots from all over the college football writing landscape. That uh, you know, sports. SB Nation says he's not even coaching Ohio State well anymore. So, I mean, that's the only team he's got to coach. That's right. And you're he, think, you know, you're talking about UCF and some things like that. And, and I know Kirk made one. Kirk, yeah. Kirk, look what your alma mater did the other night. Remember Iowa? Now this one. And you know who I'd love to set up one day an interview with? And I, I, whatever. I don't, it's a matter of getting a hold of her. I love to watch Heather Dinich. <laughs> I don't always agree with her. Yeah. But she knows her stuff. And, uh, you know, she's. Everybody makes a case for UCF and then like that, but if she is just so knowledgeable, calls things ahead of time. I would love to just set up and get her on the radio, where, you know, because she's great. To, and UCF, as much as they like them, if she had a vote, they ain't getting in. It ain't happening. The strength of schedule and some other things today they talked about are like, sorry, UCF, not going to do it. You know, Jeff Brom's there at Purdue, and he put the uh, he put the pedal down. He was not settling for being ahead of Ohio State a little bit. He he made some uh-huh. other plays. So, uh, you know, he uh, – Well, you know, they started 0-3, lost yeah. to a 1-double-A, I believe. And then Jafe went back to us and said, oh, see, playbook, exciting, spread the field, do some stuff, fake stuff like that. And he's going, like, hey, this is what worked at Western. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and he can work at Ohio State, right time. And, uh, and you they know, looked, I wouldn't want to play him right now. Ohio State didn't look great against TCU and Penn State. No. So they have uh, – 
you know, they they ran the ball 76 times, 76 yards on 25 carries. I think they threw Woody it Hayes 73. Yeah, 73. Woody was going like. He rolled over in his grave. Woody threw that many times in his coaching career. And on top of that, uh, the uh, guys up north, as he liked, what do you like to call them, they beat uh, Sparty 21-7, to but, uh, you know, had a little fight before the game and all that. I know. They were out there doing something. The Michigan guys walked right through them, and yeah. the words were exchanged. And then the postgame, uh, I think uh, D'Antonio took, uh, kind of said, uh, no, next question, yeah. whatever, but no. Yeah, they, there was some there was some uh, animosity there. They accused uh, during the Spartan walk where they were arm in arm of clotheslining a Michigan <laughs> lineman and ripping the headsets off of the defensive back. So uh, the coaches have gotten after each other for two days now, yeah. and uh, you know it was uh, and a little, next little year, tough. Next year, Woody, it's at Michigan. And, you know, be careful where they walk next year. Washington (laughs) State beats Oregon for the fourth straight time. I mean, that rivalry is not getting a lot of talk (laughs) back here because they're on like at at 3 in the morning here or something. Well, that, you know, the the, uh, uh, crew had to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to do the show. Mike Mike Leach, he was pretty excited. And uh, tell the truth, uh, Lee Corso put on the right head. He put the cougar head on when he gets the Ducks, who he's like picked. 300 times in a row yep. or something. So. And that's been crazy because everybody wants to anoint Washington. <laughs> Doesn't happen. They didn't think Oregon maybe no. And now it's like uh, Washington State. But, hey, if they go head-to-head and they beat you, that's the way it is. You know, Alabama keeps playing like Alabama. And, you know, they beat the heck you out of Tennessee. Numbers, to, to his numbers. Yeah. He has yet to play in the fourth quarter. No. He might not let her. <laughs> back in the old days yeah, yeah. it might not have yet you had, you had x number quarters. yeah you had to get an x number of quarters back in the old days yeah, yeah man that's right. saying, this guy could be like win, a, win another national title and do, when they have the letterman's party he don't get a jacket do we think that lsu can, has a chance to be well, you know what's run? ironic both of them have an off date yeah and that ironic how the schedule yeah. makers work that out yeah two weeks to get ready <laughs> and you know, you for a while they're Ed, but then you got to give the guy credit. They came back and handled this back to back Georgia. They thumped Georgia. And and you know, West Virginia had the weekend off, and <laughs> thank goodness. And during that time, they fell out of the Super 16, as picked by the uh, folks at FootballScoop.com. Yeah. They slid all the way out. So Can you uh, believe that? You know, offense last week at Iowa State. I mean, I know they made some changes and things, but 100, what 150 total yards? Yeah. Last time that happened, Sam Huff was playing. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I mean, you know, Will Greer off the radar now. W had some talk. Uh, I know. Even Heather, I know. either Heather's not in your corner anymore right now. Yeah, really. Oklahoma has come back into the mix. It was a bad loss. It was. And, the, you know, Mountaineers looking to bounce back. They can still get a really good bowl. Yeah. They're but, just not in the bowl but playoff They're November, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and TCU. Yeah. So, I mean. And they got to go to Texas. And, and TCU is stumbling, but they're going to right the ship at some point. Something's going to happen. They're going to beat somebody they're not supposed to now. So, uh, you know, and uh, I, I keep an eye on those boys. I got my boy Matt Lewis down there. And you got all kinds of You got of Rich sources. Warner down at UCF, you know. Yeah. Rich and uh, yeah. former, uh, Mr. Helton take Brad Helton. They go, all these things are going, no love. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got to do to get love? Yeah, you know, I, I pulled that. Uh, you were talking about that article. And, uh, I saw Danny, it. Danny White's their AD. And, uh, you know, the discussion turned to the top group of five team during college game day. And Kirk Herbstreit made waves with the demissal of UCF. And he goes, why are we focusing on just UCF when it comes to Power Five? Because I think there's teams out there more deserving. 
in order to be rewarded, UCF better not worry about just being undefeated, getting in the top four. You got to look at Utah State, Appy State, Fresno State, more deserving. When they said, "Well, UCF's undefeated; they've got a winning streak," he said, "Who cares?" <laughs> they didn't take that so well in Orlando. No, who cares? Yeah. Did not quite get them excited yeah. out. There. And you know, Woody, the bowl talk things are going on now, and two of the things I've seen is Marshall going to the Bahamas. Or against Hawaii. Ohio or Toledo yeah, in and, the and, Bahama and Bowl. Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl, which is, I can, you know, and then today I saw something different. Well, at least Hawaii is not Christmas Eve yeah. because of the way the calendar falls this year. It'll be like a Saturday on my anniversary, actually, yeah. the 22nd. So. Oh, well. Yeah. But the thing was, today was I finally broke something different. Independence, Boston College. I said, that's, now, well, that's that, nice. That's People different. will be excited about that. Shreveport's a nice place to go to. That time of year, it's actually not humid for a day or two. So, <laughs> And it's after Christmas. Yeah. I played uh, I, I, the year I was out in Oklahoma with the team in the American Football Association, the same as the West Virginia That's Rockets right. they go to back in the day. We went to Shreveport and played a game that went overtime in July. And I'm telling you, Ooh. I had to carry some players to the locker room. They were so exhausted. I've I can only imagine. Never seen. I mean, the heat was high. The humidity was 110 percent. It can get so hot down there that time of year. We're going to take a break, and we'd love to hear from you guys. 304-399-8255-877-420-8255. It's the drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Oh, you're stuck with Woody Woody and Dave Walsh yeah. today. We're live at the Union Pub and Grill, 4th Avenue in downtown Huntington, as they're getting ready for the always festive Halloween party. Would you have a light you going up as we speak? Yeah, I mean, uh, pumpkins are getting here, so we're... We're up here in what we like to call the Woody Woodrum Lounge. There you go. In front of the fireplace. You look comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, right, this huh? is my place kind of hang out here so for many years. I here, and, when, yep. and, and World Series starts tomorrow. My Red Sox are there. How about that? I knew lost, you were a Red hey, Sox have fan. have not lost a road game, which is hard. And then one of the big things over homecoming, Coach Cook is dancing now, but hopefully because there's going to be a field. Yeah, you know, and – I mean, how I'm, long have you I'm, and I been waiting for that? Well, I, I mean, I've got a 67 basketball yearbook Uh-oh. that shows a plan for a baseball field, basically where the indoor facility is right now. And I know when they built the football field, Scooter Shreve planned a baseball field for the area where the indoor is now behind the football field. He even wanted to get the lights. It was something they'd done at Fresno State. The lights would turn from football to baseball. And they were, yeah, yeah, like on a motor, would turn them around and help you with the lighting on the baseball field. And, you know, I mean, Jack Cook told me his junior year in 49, <laughs> they promised him they were going to break ground on a field the next year. And, of course, and then he came back and coached in 55 or 56 there the one year. They promised him a field then, didn't get it. Nope. Then he came back in 67, 89, and he finally scratched out a field out of University Heights on some property Marshall didn't care about anymore, and that was taken away when the Walmart came along. So, yeah, Marshall baseball has been on the road for, like, their entire life. Yeah. Even the fields that they played on here in town, you know. The, Bill Meyer, I'll never forget Bill Meyer. Bill Meyer field. <laughs> that center field was a double. Later, roof. later Woody Wo- Williams field yeah. down at the field house. Yeah, if you hit it over a line, it was a double, but if you hit it onto the roof, it was a home run. Yeah. And it was only about 220 to the middle 
Yeah. But about 400 down both lines. You never had to stop traffic on uh, Fifth Avenue. And both dugouts were on the same side. Uh, yeah. Because you couldn't put a dugout. <laughs> Herbert Stanley, yeah. crazy Mike Hamrick for getting you know, a we, we field fire down at St. Cloud. And I mean, St. Cloud the first. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, we played two games against Virginia there in 1992, and they didn't get back the whole year. Stayed underwater the entire season. Went to Winfield. Oh went yeah. Went to Greenup County. Went to Boyd County. Went to Wayne. Uh, we played five or six different fields for the year. Was out. I mean, baseball has been treated like a stepchild. And, I mean, honestly, there were times where I'd say, you know what, if you're not going to treat baseball any better than this, you know, let's 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 go with track. I mean, it, it was real close when they built the stadium to either dropping soccer or dropping baseball or track. Yeah. And they talked about both of them. They had a track, so it didn't really make sense at that time to drop track. But they didn't have a, a decent soccer field. They were playing a fair field and didn't have a decent baseball field. But they ended up, soccer said, we'll build a field. So they kept soccer and they got rid of track. Yeah, That never made any sense to me. It yeah. really didn't. And, you know, they kept baseball even though there was no stadium. And, <laughs> and you know, now lately Jeff has played at Charleston and at Beckley. And out on Route 2. And, and really, if they had fixed up Route 2, you could have played your games yep. there. It's just the press box wasn't big enough. Stands weren't big enough. There were no lights. So you had the same problems that you have everywhere else. But I am so glad to see it's happening. Now, the only other thing is, Dave, I, I know that in this day of corporate sponsorships that West Vaco Bank West or Banco, yeah West Banco Field or something like that's probably gonna but West Banco Stadium Jack Cook Field yeah has a certain ring to it just like to me just like tanks is still the tank but you know it's Bob Lutz Field right it exactly. can still be well, in West Banco Park it is Jack Cook Field the James F James Jones C Edwards Stadium but it's James F Edwards Field right now even though that's husband and wife. Most people don't no. think about it being the the field. So yeah, I know you got to put some sort of corporate sponsor on it. But you know, I hope Jack's name can go somewhere. Coach, ninety two years old, was using a bat out on the field when he introduced the seventy three team, which got to the NCAA tournament yeah. as an independent, right. nearly unheard of. Yeah, and then I remember this, the seventy eight team made it. I was just started at the at the advertiser. I went down to Miami. That Albany was Albany Young beats Florida State. Greg Rousey just handcuffs Clemson, and yep. I've got a couple of guys there telling me, you're going to love Omaha, how you're going to get treated. Of course, then they go back-to-back -back Miami. Yeah, and you're playing in Coral Gables yeah, and lost Miami. Miami's home field. But, you know, that team was 27-10, and 10, I think, and they were they were really good. It was a fun team to yeah, watch. Clemson, Florida State, and then Marshall. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but, hey, they're going like, huh? And then he called, remember when they called them the Thundering Frogs? After the game, they had the uniforms on. Yeah. And called, and, they were talking about that reunion the other day. Well, Jack, there. They you still know, talk about it. Jack that. was the only coach that didn't go to a trim color, not black, not gold. You know, uh, he didn't. He always went. But then he'd switch them up. He saw Clemson, and he liked the fact that they went with unfinished hems. And so he did that with his pants, got rid of the stirrups, yeah. and just went to unfinished, 
players hated those. <laughs> now players wear them like that, you but see that back then anyway. players hated them. And, and but uh, Jack would order a green set, a white set, and then on the road he could switch up green pants, white tops, white pants, green tops, all white, all green, whatever yeah. he wanted to do for a three or four game stretch in the Southern Conference. So. But yeah, Jack, uh, Jack, great coach, and you hope he gets honored. They in just all hope this. he's around when they have, when they open it. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I know every year means you know it's a little more time that he's got left. Right. And at ninety-two, he's had both hips replaced. I believe he's had a knee replacement, and he's still getting along pretty I well. One year at baseball when before Houston left TAAC, Houston was playing him in a set in Charleston, and I said, I wonder if. Marshall left Huntington on the interstate. Houston had a nonstop flight to Charleston. I said, who's going to get there first? Right. Because something happens on the interstate. You know how that goes. Yeah, and it often does. Yeah. yeah. And I said, exactly. Houston's going to be there going, where's Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, the airport's right there at the ballpark. Well, you you know? know, there were many times where, you know, they were driving back to Huntington, and the team they were playing you know, on Friday or Saturday had just walked back. They stayed at the well, heart, heart of town right there behind the ballpark. Yeah. And they just walk back over, and then, you know, they'd let them back in for the power game that night. So they'd have a great night while yeah. Marshall's players are still going up and down I-64. Yeah, and I'm sure they had to pay a few dollars. Yeah. So and a lot of times, crazy start times because of the uh, power, we, we it's our place. You can well, use somebody, it, but somebody at 9 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> or, or they didn't want you to take BP because you tear up the field. Right. And, and then I, I was with them when they went down to Beckley to play the day that – we were supposed to play at 11, and we got there at 9, and the teams both warmed up, and the fog was coming in. And by the time the fog came in completely, about 10 o'clock, you couldn't see any of the outfielders. So they waited, and by 11.30, the fog started lifting a bit, and they went ahead and threw the first pitch at 12, but the first ball that was hit with runners on base was hit towards right field, and we couldn't see the right fielder, and he could hear the center fielder yell you've got it you've got it and he goes i don't even see it <laughs> and the ball fell in and we lost like three to two yeah. on a on a run in the fog so you know and the other day at with the m club meeting board the other day they were talking about last year or the year before marshall has senior day in beckley seniors come out and it's like me and you are the only ones there yeah going like that's not the way to honor them no absolutely not we got to take our yeah. final break when we come back big world series starts tomorrow and uh Red Sox have a chance to do something only five other clubs have done since 1961. We'll talk about that when we come back. Woody Woodrum, Dave Walsh on the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back, everybody, to the final segment on The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Woody Woodham. He's Dave Walsh, and we're wrapping things up here today. And Dave, Huntington High is 6-2, Cavill Midland 5-4. Who do you think feels better about where they're at right now? I would say because you were out there, and yeah. I'm going like, you know, Midland went through the same problems last year, and then it got hot at the end. Huntington High, at one point, you're thinking, they have home field all the way through. Now... Hey. Parkersburg don't go to sleep. Spring Valley, Woo, you know. Parkersburg is much better. You're gonna have than to play. Your, you're gonna have to play a way to avoid going to Martinsburg. And you could see that they were getting better last year, and yeah, and I mean Huntington got the break 
win a bad snap on the punt, set him up for a, a touchdown quick, but Kevin Mendelin answered that just two minutes later with a, a run and and then uh, two more touchdowns in the uh, second scoreless, quarter. Scoreless second half? Yep, scoreless second half. Both teams kind of shot themselves in the, <laughs> the foot with opportunities. But, I mean, Midland's setting a five and four. They have this week off, and then they host South Charleston, who is – a little schizophrenic yeah. himself. Uh, <laughs> you know, they won a couple and then uh, not playing so well. Parkersburg and Spring Valley standing up for Huntington. You know, Spring Valley has an interesting one at Point Pleasant, Dave, and I know they're double-A, but they're awfully close to being a triple-A school. And down there at their place, that's going to be a tough game. And you know what? They had back-to-back off weeks. Then they had to go to Man, and I'm Part of part of that was probably a trip down and back because once a whistle blew, that was quickly over. And there, you know, everybody, there's going to be some hype, you know, because they were triple A at one point and they got yeah. bumped back down and they're going to, right. you know, and 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 why is Spring Valley doing it? Well, they had a hard time getting the game, even though it's double A. All right, Spring Valley would win. There's a lot of points. Oh, there's a no lot of points out there. Yeah, and then the sure. following week. When they play Huntington? Now, now, Lincoln County is 6-2. and <laughs> they nowhere. They've got Buffalo, who they probably will beat, and then Tug Valley, who eh, I'll say that's a toss-up maybe, but they could finish with seven or eight wins, and eight they're not two, going to playoff because they're playing one eight. Yeah, eight. a lot of single-A teams. They want to win right now. They'll worry about getting yeah. into playoffs later. Because we talked about the years in the MSAC, Huntington, oh. and all those people, and now it's just like, hey, eight and two. October end of season. That's fine yeah. with us. We'll hand out the team awards and we'll have a nice banquet. Yeah, Winfield is uh, three and five. They have to they beat Scott, though, didn't they? Yeah, they've got to beat Scott at home and then go to Mingo Central and win, probably even to have a chance at five and five. Uh, Hurricane is off this week and then they play at St. Albans, which would get them to five and five. And in AAA, that's probably, that's probably a lock. What yeah, twenty nine schools, sixteen in the playoffs. You play your way out, not in. Yeah, Wayne is six and two, and they've got to go down on the island, play Logan, and then they've also okay. got Polka. Who we're talking? Polka how about Polka? Undefeated, right? Oh, they went two and thirty-eight <laughs> over the last four years, and now they're undefeated up to a point and playing great. Is Polka and Wayne at Polka or at Wayne? It is uh, Wayne at Polka. So I mean. If Wayne could ever go in and steal one, talk about points. Yeah, you're you'd be under the uh, cooling towers of the John Amos plant <laughs> as you play the polka dots. But so. I mean, it just you're going like, where'd they come from? Yeah, I mean, who yeah. moved in? Locally, <laughs> Buffalo uh, is not that strong, are they? And and a great game, Gallia and uh, the, the other night. night. Yeah, I was over there, Gallia. Yeah, has got their first OVC title. Well, they got to beat South Point. Got to beat South Point. Should be that. But we could go, I think, no disrespect to them. But the coach after the game was going, we don't want to share with anybody. So he's, you know, but they run a spread. First half was sort of like Marshall game. You're going, where are these numbers we're supposed to be sent? Second half, they're down 26 to 9. And get the winning touchdown pass with 20 seconds left. And the kid NFL'd it right here, toe-tapped it. They kept one, and then finally the hands go up, and when that was over, they didn't storm the field. I guess they couldn't afford to find right. if the OBC would find them. But there was <laughs> one nice ride back to Gallia. Because as McClellan told me, my freshman year and my sophomore year, we were two yeah. wins, 18 losses, and Point Pleasant waxed them. Yeah. I'd love to see them play now. Yeah, absolutely. They don't this year, but. I've got uh, all my relatives went to school at Gallopolis, and, yeah. and Bob Hood used to do radio for them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they, that's a good year for them. You think River Rivalry, right? But 
Now I know you played, quit. They played a little bit, but now they're not playing. I know you're a Red Sox fan. The Red Sox can do something only five teams have done since 1961, and that's win at least 108 games and win the World Series. Yeah. The 98 Yankees, the 61 Yankees, the 70 Orioles hate them still. <laughs> 75 Reds, the big red machine, oh, and Lord. the 86 Mets as it goes through Mookie or yeah. or somebody's feet, Bill Buckner's feet. Oh yeah, and, and that's why the Mets won still that talk one. Talk about that one. But they, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting because you've got the contrast in cold weather, the green monster, all that, the Boston crowd, and then you're in L.A. Yeah. and sunshiny, and yeah, Dodger Stadium looks like it was built yesterday instead of 1961. And you know, you're talking about in years past, you had teams win 100 games in the regular season, first round go out. Now you have it where it's like, okay, Boston and L.A. Why do we play 162 games? We just let them play. I mean, they postseason, they've stepped up. I mean, I cannot believe as much as I love those guys, the Red Sox, they haven't lost a road game in the playoffs. You know, I think the Red Sox have a chance unless Clayton Kershaw continues yep. to play like he, he does pitched he does, in the last Chris game. Sale doesn't. Yep. Woody, I enjoyed it. And the Reds, they named David Bell, Buddy Bell's son, as their new manager. So, same player, though, again. <laughs> Hey, thanks a lot, Dave, and thanks to you guys for listening. Appreciate the call as well. Thanks to Gabriel Sellers back in the studio. This has been The Drive. Coming up next is the Metro News game night, and then we'll have Monday Night Football coming up for you this evening right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night. Have a great evening, and come by the Union Pub and Grill. Station.